good evening, residents and visitors to Hoosier Town. This is Alan Platt. That is Greg Nash. We are here on March 7th, 2023, Season 5, a record, Episode 12. You've got yourself a hot, tasty dozen. It's a dirty dozen. Oh, my gosh, Greg. Beautiful. We did it. We did it. We just kept believing. Yep. We got together every 10 to 17 days, and here we are. Yes. Thanks to you all for all your loyal support. It it motivated us to get to a dozen dozen podcasts this year. This is... By the way, Alan, a podcast for Hoosiers by Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Man, we've got a lot to talk about. Do we ever. And, you know, what I was going to say about having 12 episodes is, you know, we might not be the most regular podcast, but we're very average. Yes. Well said. I don't know. It was just (laughs) like a a little joke, a little grenade joke there. Air quotes. Oh, it was. Come on. What's up? There it is. One more time. Uh, there we go. I'm I'm technical difficulties over here tonight. Bring it. Couldn't get you on the first. Your headphones weren't working. My my drummer over there in the corner's not working. Oh, now you're showing off. Okay. We got some high tech equipment. It takes takes some brains to work. This takes thing. some brains. Takes a lot of interns. A lot of uh, menthol cigarettes. No, no, no. <laughs> Hookah. Well, Greg. Last time we were here, we said uh, that we had three games left on the uh, on the schedule. And we were going to go uh, compete with the Purdue Boilermakers at Mackey Arena. We were going to then have a welcome in the Hawkeye from Iowa and then Michigan Wolverines. We thought we were going to go two and one. We can we agreed it that we'd be two, two and one. And they were two and one, but we didn't pick the two. Well, we didn't certainly pick the uh, one that we we're going to lose. And we certainly didn't think we we're going to win at Mackey Arena. Seventy nine, seventy one on the road with a, a Mister Jalen Hood Shafino dropping thirty five. He dropped the proverbial hammer, jeez, at Purdue at Mackey, yeah, and it was it was quite a show that he put on, and yeah, wow, what a performance! Never would have predicted that. Oh, that was that was just unbelievable. I, you know, I, uh, if we would have started the season, you would have told me we'd beat Purdue once, and 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 really, IU was. Uh, Probably well was a, a preseason favorite to win the Big Ten. Purdue um, really rose to the occasion during the season, and their guard play was good. And Edie uh, was a Player of the Year type player and uh, had a great season. But I just would not have guessed we'd be able to beat them twice. And, well, and, and uh, thrilled. Think, we'll talk about this more, but I mean, think about again going back to the beginning of the season. If you if 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 we had said we're going to sweep Purdue. Sweep Illinois and sweep Michigan. Feel pretty good. I, I would have thought we would have won the Big Ten going away. And unfortunately, our neighbors to the north did that. They did win it pretty handily. But you know what? What an odd feeling that had to be for them to, after getting um, pretty much run off their floor. <clears throat> I mean, I, I felt like um, I felt like that was a pretty sound loss for them at home. And then – that was the uh, the fourth loss in six games for Purdue, and then the next day they were declared champions because Northwestern lost. But kind of an odd way to win the Big Ten, kind of limp into the finish line. Yeah, but Tom Crean had a Tom Crean had a, a time where we we did that uh, kind of limped into the uh, well, no, I think well I'm we back. won it. We we had a we had to win it outright at Michigan, at Michigan, and yeah. which we did in a last second. Uh, we heroics. lost. We lost on senior night, and, and the, then cut down the net in the infamous 
cutting down the nets. And I remember being there. And I'm like, this is the most brutal, yeah, painful situation. I mean, it's still bad. I don't. I just. Don't, I, I. You know, if they would have, if he would have looked around, the taking the mic and from Chuck a Chuck Crab there in the assembly hall and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, we could do one of two things. We just lost." We could cut down the nets to celebrate, or we could just leave them up. I think the it would have been unanimous to uh, leave them up. But Tom Crean had a different plan, my friend. Now to his, I don't know if you would say credit, but the way it lined out, he, he allowed the senior night to go on and everybody did their thing. Yeah. Then he's like, you know what? <laughs> now we're and, and then by, by that time, there was like 500 people. Left you know what? Area. I got an idea. Let's give Purdue fans uh, fodder for the next decade and they've used it i don't sure. blame them I, you know i think we should cut down the nets for being a top three seed in the big 10 tournament alan yeah i mean when was the last time that happened it's been been a minute it's been a minute so maybe maybe uh, in turn look that up yeah get busy put down the pipe so yeah over. um okay so yeah so the victory at the Mackey arena really great game uh, uh you know there's so many things that kind of stand out but they're so eclipsed by Hood Shafino's just absolutely effective, lethal game, mid-range shooting, getting to the basket, changing speed, just everything you'd want a guy to do in that in that role, let alone being a freshman uh, on the road at your rival, and uh, just, just delivered. Super impressive. I mean, he yep. single-handedly kept us in the game in the first half when Purdue, there were several times – we thought they might run away with it. He'd he'd hit a shot very timely, and Galloway too. But then the second half, um, I'm sure Purdue thought, well, as a lot of IU fans did, he's, there's no way he can keep that up, and and they kept defending him the same way. And I know Painter took some criticism for it after the fact, but that's 2020. That's the 2020 hindsight. Yeah, of I all mean, of this, but he had to feel like he had to feel like that. You know, water will find its level. A kid can be hot and not be hot the second half. It happens a lot of times. Um, I, I mean, in theory, I don't think his game plan was wrong. It just it just happened to be that Hood Shafino delivered and the supporting cast delivered when they needed to. Yeah. And uh, Second half, you had some other step-up. Galloway, Race, they played like champions and, and veterans. And then and then Trace at the end, he, he's, he really contributed. I mean, his stat line wasn't horrible. It's just, you know, he, we're used to him getting 27 points, 10, 12 rebounds like it's nothing, and he he was human. He almost had a triple-double in the second half. Though. Yeah, and I also <laughs> Trace uh, said, I know he said in one of the timeouts they were going to try to get the ball to him a little bit more, and he said, Coach, let's, we got to keep feeding Jalen. He's hot. You know, we you feed the hot hand. It's a veteran. That is, yeah, a veteran move, a a, a team-oriented move, and, um, and really certainly probably paid off because I, I think trying to change our uh, – our offensive direction when it really, it just wasn't going to be Trace's night to to dominate. It it, it worked out well. It worked yeah. out well. So that was a great great victory. And then we come home uh, on Tuesday the twenty eighth. We feeling good. We're feeling good to play the Iowa Hawkeyes. A lot, um, really a lot on on the line because at that point we felt like we you know get that victory and one more and we're going to lock up a double buy uh, maybe a second three seed in the NCAA tournament yeah so you you've got a lot to play for and the Hoosiers completely disintegrated Iowa had never felt uncomfortable IU never had a lead never it was wire to wire and an absolute just shellacking a dismantling 
a buzzsaw. Let's just keep using whatever we can think of to, uh, but no, we got waxed. What <laughs> 90 to 68, and it wasn't that close. We went ugly early. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, it was eight. It, they start out eight nothing. Like, okay, that we've seen this before. Uh, you know, we got up big on Iowa in Iowa City, and we were up 29 to eight, and they came back, so we can do it. And I don't know that there was ever even a, a genuine moment where I thought, Oh, we're we definitely going to come back. I think in the second half, first couple minutes, we cut it to eight, I believe. But then they went on like a 14-0 run. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, I mean, you could look at a lot of things there. You could say, well, they were, well, I, I think Woodson said it best in the post game. He's like, that was a BS performance. And I think we left our game in West Lafayette. And that's unacceptable. And he yep. said all the right things for sure. But there was no intensity. There was no desire to follow up. There was no um, kind of intent to, uh, you know, make the Purdue game, the victory at Purdue game, validated by following it up with a really tough nose performance. The uh, the defense was off. Offense was, you know, lethargic. Um, it just, it was, and, and what was interesting is in the crowd was the assistant commissioner of the big 10 and the head of the big 10 officiating uh, crew. We call that the Fran watch. I think it was a Fran watch. And, and really because I, I, you had um, a, a kind of a serious objection to the prior Iowa game. And then Fran at the game before um, that Tuesday night had done a stare down of a referee, basically daring the guy to Made call a mockery a, of him, daring the guy to make call a technical. And, and he didn't. Um, so all that to be said, but there were no fireworks. Fran was as cool as a cucumber because there was nothing for him to get upset about. Nothing for him to get upset about. He knew he was probably being watched and he was on high alert. And yeah, it, it just, and you know, a lot of people, it's funny how fans are They're just like with the Purdue game. A lot of Purdue fans were really down on painters and he just can't get these guys ready for the big game. And I'm like, you know what? He had a game plan, but we just, beat them. We, we just out execute them. We, yeah. we had a, uh, that happens. A, we had a player that had a hot yeah. hand and, and, and with Iowa, I mean, we yeah. had, it's not like we didn't have a game plan. It's not like the guys, these guys weren't coached. They just didn't go out and probably play with as much, you know, energy as we hope they would. But quite frankly, Iowa hit a lot of shots. Yeah. And when you hit a lot of shots it and sure you're makes hot, you look a lot better. Absolutely. Those threes. And at the end, uh, what's guy's name? Sandberg or what's his, the guy that was blowing kisses to the fans oh, yeah. and Joe dirt. I have no, everybody, idea. everybody got so upset. And you, you, I wrote something, I put something, texted you something. You said, I love it. I, I, I think I, I go don't for even, it. at that point, I don't even care. I'm like, I don't have any problem with you it. Like tee me up. I don't care. We're still winning by 20. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, we're waxing you guys. And it was a kiss. I mean, yeah. I've seen Hunter Dickinson, and, yeah, uh, much more Ron, dramatic. Ron Harper do much more vile things yeah, on home court. Good so point. I think so. I, again, I, I look at it. And I'm like, some nights you're just the other team's just going to beat you. They're just going to out offense you, and you're just they're going to smother you. And every time you feel like you have any remote sense of confidence, they're just going to come back and hit another one. And yeah, they did that in the first five minutes of the game. I mean, Murray for Iowa was hitting some unconscious, crazy shots that he was totally contested on and and from there his comfort level and the he said at in his post game uh, interview that the bucket just looked huge and uh, it it really did because we all thought every shot was going to go in for him as well so so, so it's um, easy as fans to look at that and say well we coach Woodson just didn't have him ready you know what yeah that's just, again sometimes you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail when Shafino's dropping 35 at Mackey makes Woodson look like a really good coach yeah you know and, and it can work the opposite way if you have a bad game so sometimes 
coaches are over over criticized and over celebrated, and uh, sometimes it's just the players have to execute. And sometimes players need to be executed. No, oh, you can't oh, say that. That's not give allowed. me something on that. Yeah. Give me something. <laughs> well played. Well played. Okay, so uh, anyway, we finish up that Iowa game, and everybody goes and takes a shower to get that muck off of us. And uh, Sunday, March fifth. Michigan Wolverines come into town. Our favorite uh, coach. Hungry, really hungry. Jawan Howard. Yeah. Our favorite. Let's talk about somebody who might, he's willing to throw down. I mean, he's ready to go at a moment's notice. He'll yeah. slap a He'll slap a He'll coach. reach across the handshake line and, and poke yeah. you. But um, he was all lovey-dovey with Woody and um, and their assists and a lot, of bro, a lot of bro hugs. It was good. I did, am I wrong? Didn't he play? Didn't he play for Woody, or Woody was an assistant coach on a team that Jawan played on at some point? Have I heard that? Is that correct? Intern. Intern. Yeah. Okay. We'll fi- sure. we'll find that out. We'll, sounds we'll, good. We'll re- we'll like report back shortly or not. Uh, so uh, the Hoosiers, uh, you know, start up the game. Uh, it seemed to be like you know I thought we were in control. Things were rolling pretty smoothly. Michigan looked out of sorts. And then the tables turned, and we looked out of sorts. It got down twelve. Were we down a dozen? I think. Um, I think we went from up fourteen to down twelve in about a seven-minute stretch. So that's not good. I, mean, I don't think it. It didn't feel good at the time. No, it didn't look good. It felt think. like somebody needs to step up and hit a shot. Sure, sure. Because ultimately, as Mike Davis used to say, the team that scores the most is going to win. Put the round thing in the basket. And by boys. the way, his son learned oh, that lesson. Yes. Um, a young uh, what's Antoine his Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy. We're going to digress. Mercy. But we're going to digress with a purpose. Yeah. You know the young fellow that used to hang out with the team, the ball boy, in the 2001, and he do drills. Crazy. On, and now he is the second Four, leading scorer of all time behind Pistol Pete Maravich. Four points? Or Four five points. points. Which, by the way, I, I didn't watch the game. I, I found out that it was on. Um, Espen Plus. Yeah, Plus, and I don't do the Plus. I do it at the beginning of the season to watch I, the Hoosiers, and then I immediately cancel. I prefer the minus. But uh, feed the man the ball. They didn't have a chance to go to the tournament. He should have the ball on every possession until he becomes the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, I agree. I think, and and I guess there's a slim chance they'd make it to the CBI or be invited to that whatever college basketball invitation. I, I hope they that, do. Um, I want him to get it. And by the way, totally different. I mean, asterisk because you know he did it in five seasons. He had the three-point shot and the shot clock pistol Pete and the shot clock pistol Pete, no shot clock, no three pointer and did it in three seasons. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's unparalleled, but still the kid um, was nothing but a scoring machine and, you know, deserves uh, the recognition for what he did. And, and by the way, there's not an IU fan I know in the world that doesn't like him because when, when he was little and, and Davis was taking the team to the final four and he was out there on the court, I mean, you could do nothing but love that kid. Yeah, so it's totally. it's just neat to see that kind of come full circle. So we have we have left the station. We need to get back to Hoosier talk. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> Terry, put a reverse, Terry. Oh, Terry, oh, Lord, I love. This is the, the best. That's the, that's best. the best. So back to Assembly Dish. Hall Sunday yeah. afternoon, senior night. Against Michigan. So uh, I think I texted you. Uh, you know, basically this is all insight on our texting. But um, at about 10 minutes, I just said, I don't see a way that we can win this game um, given the, the the way these teams are, are playing right now. And 
IU was really struggling. Michigan seemed very at ease. You know, they had the every time they had the possession, they'd run the clock, they'd get a bucket, and we just didn't seem to be able to stop them. But the Hoosiers were able to turn the the tide. I mean, what what were your thoughts about how that even kind of transpired? I, I mean, the second half we came out, I felt with much more purpose on defense. We our on ball defense was a little bit tighter. Uh, we felt more connected. It felt like we were communicating more. And we made it a little more disruptive for them on offense. We we got out on their shooters a little bit more. And in as much as hitting shots is contagious, sometimes missing shots can be too. And so it started with our defense. We got some stops. What's up, Cooper? Cooper Nash. He's uh, not coming into the studio. He's staying on the periphery, but... Just just on the edge. He's over there in his card shop in the in the dungeon. Anyway, um, Cooper was in the house against Michigan. It was fun having him and then Foster there. Nice. So they started missing some shots, and we just literally just kept chipping away, kept chipping away, and 12-point lead is 10, and then it's 9, and then back to 11, and then down to 8, and then down to 6, and then back to 8, and then down to 5. And so one of the bigger shots of the game was – a uh, much maligned Tamar Bates, who was, I think I sent a text to you previous to him hitting a really big three and said, he just doesn't really understand the game very well. His basketball IQ is not very well. You know, Miller Coppett just hit a three Mm -hmm. and uh, the Hoosiers get a steal or a takeaway. I I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a steal and he was, he was on the break and we had numbers Miller cop, Goes right back to the same corner where same he just—I mean, the world was saying, "Oh, here it comes! It's going to go to Miller in the corner for a three back to back. This place is going to erupt." And instead, Tamar takes uh, like a kind of a floater, floater fadeaway mid-range. Yeah, had no chance, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh!" So that 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 was frustrating. However, because Galloway got in foul trouble and ended up fouling out. Tamar, he hit two threes from that point on. He had a couple big threes, and uh, he defensively that Buffkin. He, he stopped Buffkin, he who he was really hot. Buffkin uh, was had nineteen points, and I think once uh, once Bates was guarding him, I, I think he went scoreless the rest of the he way, did. which was big because you know Dickinson was having uh, you know having a night. He had twenty four uh, off a of ten to seventeen shooting. Um, the Howard uh, Jet, Jet, Jet Howard had a had a good ball game at sixteen points. He's good, but somebody had to stop one of those scores, and uh, Bates really stepped up. I mean, probably and and again in a game where we were all looking at him, thinking this is just reminiscent of all the games where he's had problems over the last month, and then he 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 flipped a switch and really had a. A really great second half. So you know, hats off to him. That, that Tra- was great to see. That Tra- was great Trace to see. Uh, finishing his uh, career at uh, in Assembly Hall, twenty seven points, um, nine rebounds, six assists. Just a, again, a workman like forty four minutes out of forty five minutes with the Crazy. overtime. Crazy. But getting to the overtime was uh, was a big deal uh, to to get there and uh, to be able to kind of finish the game off. And by the way, how did. about how about the half court shot? How about having 0.7 seconds left in regulation and Trace almost hitting that half court shot? Yeah, it was the one that he typically takes when they leave when they finish shooting the uh, yeah. first time uh, the shoot around before the game. Imagine and how epic 
Yeah, that would have been him insane. hitting that half court shot on senior night. His only three pointer made in the season. In the season, he has no he has no three pointers in the season. And yeah, so that would have been awesome. It, yeah, it bounced uh, off the backboard, off the front of the rim, and then uh, and then out. But yeah, uh, yeah that was pretty cool. And uh, I, you know, and interestingly, I almost wondered if that that almost going in kind of jazzed the team because I I felt like they came out uh, in overtime with a whole kind of new deme- demeanor about their their play and their their confidence. Well, unlike the Iowa game, which the crowd never even had a chance at all to get into it. Michigan, boy, the crowd was really, really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was a major factor and that energy was palpable as we like to say. And I think, I think it really uh, helped. I think it helped the squad. And what I was going to say is, you know, Tamar hit a couple big threes down the stretch cop, of course. Uh, But man, I think one of the biggest shots of the game though, to, to get it back to tide after being down for so long was Jalen Huchifino, who had an okay – I mean, he did okay offensively. Yeah, had a decent game. He he just – Pulled up and – So smooth, yeah. so unfazed, and just jabbed so matter three. of fact, yeah. just jabbed it. In fact, he was getting ready to – I think he was getting ready to drive, and the defender, I can't remember who was in the lane kind – of, I think it was Dickinson, kind of started to – backpedal and so he just took a step back and busted a three which by the way i've criticized him for not stepping back into threes um it was perfection and he he dropped that to a tie the game assembly hall seemed to light yeah. up you, at um, that point you're like I, I think we got this i think yeah. we got this it just yeah i mean he, he, you know he had 13 points on the night um four of nine shooting he again he a lot of minutes played 40 minutes uh you know the player we haven't talked about in that game who probably does need to be mentioned Race Thompson went seven to 10, 16 points, had a double, double 10 rebounds, uh, had, uh, some questionable and, and maybe tired, uh, free throws at the end, missed four in a row from the line, which made the game a little more interesting in overtime than it probably should have. But, um, in the end, you know, a senior playing on senior night and being part of, uh, the, uh, the reason that the victory ended up in the, in the Hoosiers, uh, column, I, I think he was big game for him. I think he was probably the key player. I think he had more than a few glimpses that game of the race of old. And I think the the biggest stat though was three steals, two of which came late mm-hmm. and they were key. Yeah. Now, without fouling, by the way, where we, we were getting the, the, you know, the, the whistles as, as will happen in a big 10 game were pretty heavy. And he, he got two really good clean steals. He, he, he made the difference on one of those steals. He made a bad ill-advised decision of coming down and not, we could have pulled out pulled the it last back shot because with about thirty seconds yeah, left, but, and didn't. But, but then he got another steal after that. That was that was key and kind of helped seal it. And so just just really glad we escaped uh, senior night with that win, a sweep of Michigan, which is always pleasant and great. Great post game. Uh, Woody's remarks were great. The, the players did a great job, and nobody was long winded at senior night speeches. Not even Nate Childress. Not even Nathan. Talk about all his. Oz shots. He 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 probably could actually talk about every shot he took in Assembly Hall during the game. <laughs> well, I, you remember that one game against Kennesaw State? I shot from the right corner with uh, eight seconds left to go. You remember that? Yeah, I yeah. missed it, but sure, you remember sure. that? Yeah, that's cool. So race, you know, very few times. Um, maybe the only senior in history to have two senior nights. Yeah, and spoke both times. Maybe Colin Hartman, maybe, but 
Colin Hartman got married at both of them, didn't he? Is that right? Are engaged? <laughs> he got married. Okay. So, but anyway, I think you know, good, good on him, and and we we can talk about Xavier after the break. Let's talk on the other side about Xavier Johnson because that, that was a big announcement, and uh, maybe something that uh, we can speculate on um, whether or not he will be able to play next year. But um, anyway, let's speculate. We'll speculate. We'll sit. We'll ponder, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Like you would. There it is, Greg. Your theme song. I ain't mad about it. Oh, no. Who could be mad about that? I don't like it. I love it. About the third, about the get to the third or fourth measure of this and we just start hitting banging it's yeah i'm like silly it's crazy down here silly well greg i do want to before we get off to uh talking about uh xavier we tease that a little bit um the lady hoosiers gotta pay some bills alan yeah we do have to pay some bills but should we wait a minute ladies first ladies first first. okay the lady hoosiers uh Finished the uh, regular season with the outright conference championship and moved into the big 10 um, tournament and feeling good up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Why do they have it up there? No one knows. Just bizarre. Why anything? Why? Yeah. Why is anything ever in Minnesota? Uh, and and really, they could have benefited from this being in Indianapolis because they went up and played two fairly uninspired games. Uh, got the win against Michigan State, and then uh, turn around and lose to the four seed Ohio State Buckeye. The old proverbial, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, 18 turnovers. But the, the craziest piece of this is that in the third quarter, they had a 26-point lead. Crazy. Or 24-point lead. Crazy to think. And that wilted and went away. And then uh, so the fourth quarter scoring was 26-12. Uh, to 12. Yeah, that's, that's it's really hard to fathom. As well as this team was playing, you know, when they, quite frankly, ran Ohio State off assembly hall floor and then they just at the last three or four or five games of regular season they look like a juggernaut and i think they won 20 in a row at one point mm-hmm. and so it is a little concerning like you said it'd be one thing to be up 24 in the first quarter but to be up 24 in the third ooh, that's that takes some effort to lose that lead mckenzie holmes finished with 12 points in that grace Berger uh was uh seven of 15 shooting for 20 points scalia came off the bench for 15 which is a really nice production um to get off the bench and so uh i mean ultimately you know this is the thing we always talk about well maybe this team needs some rest before they go into the big in the ncaa tournament they will be a one seat still uh shouldn't have any reason not to believe that they can still kind of achieve the things that they are hoping to achieve, but they've got to regroup because two uninspired games at the big 10 tournament just, I think makes everyone a little nervous. Well, thankfully we won the big 10 outright prior to getting bounced in the tournament. You, you hate to, you know, come close in the regular season as good as, as good of a team as this is and, and not win the championship and then get bounced in the tournament. So at least we got the, the outright championship and then, I think I think this will give them a chance to regroup and play in those first two games at home. I think are going to really do a lot for them in terms of getting getting back on the right track. I uh, I'm not unhappy I'll be out of town for spring break, but I am unhappy I'll, I won't be able to see 
either of those games. I bought tickets for them. Yeah. Um, and I may go up. If not, I'll, I'll be sharing tickets with some Hoosier fans that will. But you know what? They did say that um, after they lost to Ohio State, and someone was right outside the uh, the door of the uh, the locker room, and the sound they heard was. Did they? Steal I have that? to use it did because it's on our us? soundboard. They stole it from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> It's funny. Okay, well, <laughs> Greg, now we need to pay those bills. Uh, but let's uh, let's hope that the uh, the uh, brackets for the Lady Hoosiers uh, line up well and and uh, maybe end up you know making a nice little run. So yeah. fingers crossed. Still an and, unprecedented and historical season for the Lady Hoosh. Yeah. Okay. So Greg, we got to pay bills, and we kind of have a prestigious sponsor this time. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty. They're considered national. I think a national brand. Yeah. I mean, they're they're. Number one in your heart, probably, for retail. Um, um, Children's, toys, yeah, and novelties. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest sponsor for the Hoosier Town Breakdown, I it is... I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Toys R Us. Get you some. Give me- Highway 131 in Clarksville, Indiana. Toys R Us, the haven, the location for all your toy needs. You got small children? You got big children? You got a big dumb dad that just kind of likes toys. Okay, fine. He likes Hot Wheels, whatever. You go to Toys R Us, you're going to get quality plastic. Quality <laughs> plastic at Toys R Us. Um, Greg. You know, ask for the Hoosier Town Breakdown special. Special discount. You'll get a broken toy. And one that is fairly new. And a conciliatory giraffe. You know, by the way, don't let your children talk to that giraffe. Get close to him. The one in the costume, I mean. There's something wrong with that. A little that, creepy? That dude, yeah. What's his name? He had a name. Eddie? I have no idea. No, he had a name. Intern! Intern! He's got three questions to get to. And he's over. I swear, I, I think he's asleep. Yeah. Uh, well. Wake up, Foster. Okay. Uh, so anyway, there is uh, that, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Toys R Us, your newest sponsor for Hoosier Town Breakdown. It took a um, while to, to get them to... Um, Pull the trigger on the on it, but I'm so glad they did. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a discount on sandboxes for the next 24 mm. hours. Get in there, get your sandbox, uh, children's pool, uh, plastic pool, and accessories for the summer. <laughs> get ready to accessorize. Yeah. So, get in there to Toys R Us. And Greg, now we got another feature. You have a mailbag question. I'm rummaging. Why, why are, I'm why are they, all these on paper? Everybody else gets emails. We get paper. Well, They send these in the U.S. Postal. In as much as... In as <laughs> yes, well, go on. We have prerequisites, Alan. Okay. You have to send us a letter, handwritten. Oh, it's required. I see. With stamps that you have to lick. Uh, lickable stamps not the self stickers yeah lazies you gotta lick that we call those lazy stamps lick it stick it it, lick it and stick it send it to the the, so that breakdown every 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 other form of uh listener mailbag gets denied so are you ready yeah please because this is a good question Where, where is it from and who does it emanate from charlie charlie from memphis indiana Memphis, you, you thought Indiana. I was going to say Memphis, Tennessee. That is one of the finest exits you can find. There, are, there, are, there is a, a truck stop there. Truck o'clock. Who wants it? Flatbed. Come on. Talk to Teddy Bear. Yeah, Charlie, appreciate you. Uh, this is your second mailbagger. 
Your first one was denied because you had typewritten it. We don't want type. On pink construction paper, and we just could not accept it. Unacceptable, Charlie. This was well done, though. Good good penmanship. And um, here we go. This is a good question, Alan. Excited. Would you rather Mm -hmm. win the Big Ten tournament and get that 25-year black cloud from over us? Like a monkey on our back. And not make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Or okay. would you rather get bounced in the Big Ten tournament, per usual, and make it to the Sweet 16 wow. of the Big Dance? It, hmm. So, win the Big Ten tournament, bounced right out of the NCAA. And we have not won the Big Ten tournament since its ever origins. Since the ever. <sighs> You know, Greg, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'd rather do well in the NCAA tournament. I think it's a bigger profile. I think it means more to recruits. Um, I'm gonna go with that. But I I, I can hear the argument. I can too. And I, when I first read Charlie's really insightful question, I said, "You know what? I'm sick and tired of an eight and ten record. I'm tired of losing a Purdue. Oh, that's a different speech. What I said was. I want to win the Big Ten tournament to finally get that monkey off our back, to finally rid ourselves of the embarrassment of only having been in 25 years, Alan. One final? One final game mm-hmm. in 25 years. And we joked earlier about hanging a banner for a top three seed. I would. I think I, we need to. I think we've only been a top three seed three times in 25 years. Or top, maybe four. Could we? Could the banner say something like, all-time three seed no, I don't. Know. <laughs> well, it, so I, I, that was my initial reaction because I'm just, I'm, I'm into this. Like, let's let's get rid of streaks. Let's get rid of this nasty. I, I'm so uh, bummed we didn't play at Wisconsin this year. We could have ended that 82 year losing streak at Cole Center, and we're on a new streak to four losses to Iowa. Yeah, we're creating new ones as, as we're fixing old ones. Um, Dang it! But in the grand scheme of things, no one's going to remember who wins the Big Ten tournament in 2023, but. To say you've been to a Sweet 16 from a national notoriety standpoint for recruiting, that is more relevant. I will take, after further thought further thought and discernment. Uh-huh. The answer is? The answer is, give me the Sweet 16 and yeah. get, get, give me bounced early in the Big Ten tournament if it means going to the Sweet 16. Can I throw a qualifier on that? What if, what if, G, what if we got to a final game with Purdue in the Big Ten tournament and they're standing there getting ready to play that ball game. Are you going to throw away that sweet 16 for a third victory against Purdue and the big 10 tournament championship? Can I qualify that further? Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yes. A qualifier on a qualifier. If, if, if I knew Purdue wasn't going to make a run to the final four or something similar, I think that's a given because they're going to remember like, is like, any Big Ten going to make a run to the Final Four? I mean, well, okay, let me put this: way. if I knew, because if they made it to Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight, that's in their eyes that's going to hold more merit than us sure. sweeping them for an unprecedented third time and win the Big Ten title. Just like I feel like IU fans are holding their heads so much higher now that we swept Purdue. Yeah, that we're like, oh well, they won the Big Ten. Who cares? I do, I do kind of sense that, but. Um, 
I would say beating Purdue three times in a season would be would be really really an amazing achievement, especially against a team that's good and well coached. Um, can we qualify the qualifier with a qualification? Yeah. yeah, certainly. Here's my scenario. Sure. Let's do what you said. I'm getting dizzy. Let's win the Big Ten yeah. tournament against Purdue on Sunday, which would be amazing. Sure. And let's go ahead and just get to the Sweet 16. Let's wow. do both of those you, things. You put that together. This is a special, special. We, we're hanging banners. And by the way, we're coming back for episode 13 for that one. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. We're going to ask for a medical hardship and come back for an 18th year. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Um, now, uh, speaking of medical hardships, that's a segue if I've ever heard one. Oh, no. Ooh, that, no. That's not. Dang it. Dang it. Let's, I, let's try that. That's a, that was an error. Unforced error of sound effects. What would you use for a, a segue? We we are hoping and praying that Xavier Johnson gets to come back for a fifth season. Would that be his fifth season or a sixth season? We don't know. Thank you. But X, um, X does mark the spot. So he this week has announced that after talking to his coaches and, and family, he has decided not to try to come back on the court this year and finish this season. He's going to apply for a medical hardship having gone out December 10th, I think. Or no, was it December 10th? Was that the game? Kansas. Yeah, so... Uh, Probably the 17th. No, 17th. The 10th was the Vegas game against Arizona. So, you know, mid, mid-December, mid um, didn't get to play a lot of games, obviously didn't get to play at all in his conference. We'll see. Um, but, boy, it would make a big difference. What? Is there some mail? Bonus edition. What you got? Linda. Linda? From English, Indiana. Uh-huh. She had a really good follow-up question, and this one's just just in because it's kind of a kind of late late notice because we just found out about Xavier Johnson on Saturday. Would you, who's your town breakdown legends? Would you rather have X back this year to see what he can give us in the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, for the possibility because he could potentially help us make a deep run. Mm-hmm. and then exhaust his services, if you will, to where he couldn't come back next year? Or would you rather just let him let him just sit on the bench? Wow. She, she, her writing style is very... Uh, and come back next year when we're probably going to need him next she, year. She's not very direct in her writing style, but very good question. Linda from, where was she? English, Indiana. Oh, English. So we had Memphis and English tonight. Crawford County representation. Okay. Bug eaters. <laughs> Bug eaters. <laughs> Sorry, Linda. She has a PS to that. What's that? <laughs> she, okay. Well, what is it? Linda says, why do they call it the bench when it's really just chairs? Dang. That is quite an observation. Linda, you, Linda you've yeah. been doing some yeah. observations. Also, smoking some of that wacky weed out there in the... <laughs> Bug eaters. Okay. <laughs> I used to hear brain eaters. Is that, was that a thing? Brain eaters? No, bug eaters. Okay. I used to hear brain eaters. I used to have a residence out there for I knew. eight months. I've, 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 I've visited. Then your, I migrated to Palmyra. Your, your, your property out there. Anyhooski. Okay, well, Linda, uh, back to your question after all of our silliness. Um, I think the answer for me is I would like to see him come back next year. I just don't think he would be very effective this year. Um, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to incorporate him into the game. He probably would give us something. I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that, but I don't think he's going to be back to a starter role or – certainly even back to the uh, level of play that he would have after a full summer of recuperating and, 
and uh, get back into a season next year. So I, I'm hoping that he gets to put on those candy stripes again next year. And 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 like you said, we'll, we're going to need him. We're going to probably lose a lot. Well, yeah, we're losing Shafino. We're losing Trace Jackson Davis. We're losing Race Thompson. There's three starters. The cop effect. Cop, uh, the cop, cop is going to be gone. There's a starter. So we're down four starters. And our bench, as we talked about, I think, our last time on – I just don't know that it's developed like it needs to develop. So having X as a as a stabilizer and then adding something in the portal and maybe getting, you know, one or two seniors that are kind of deciding late, which there seems to be a number of them. Um I, I think then we put together a, a team that at least has uh, has the ability to 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 do some things. A but, team that uh, we're proud of, Alan. But I, I you know it's gonna be hard of. not to have a step back next year for sure. I mean Absolutely. you're losing two kind of all-American type, or at least two professional basketball players. Yeah, I think so. And I think if Linda had asked that question a week earlier, I would have said, I want Xavier now. But she couldn't have done it because she had to put it in the mail. Yeah, but I would have said, give 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 X some run against Iowa and Michigan. Get him acclimated. Let, let the dogs loose for the Big Ten tournament, and then we'll be ready for a run. But at this point, I mean, he has been out. For so long, yeah, we are who we thought we were. Now, yeah, I don't know what that means. So, but we, you know, we I, are the team. I mean, we've been this team since mid December. I just think changing the dynamics and bringing back a player who's, you know, been off for two months and and recovering from a three. serious injury, three months, yeah, trace, yeah, and um, I, I just don't think it makes any sense, and I just yeah. don't know what would come of it. Now, um, the, now, the, now, the real now. I think they said, you know, he, he had to be medically cleared, and I don't, I don't guess he was. But um, the the real kicker would be if they didn't grant him this medical hardship because I guess he's right on the cusp of you, you if you've played more than 30% of your games, mm. uh, which he's kind of not there yet. I think we'd have to win a few more games for that to happen. Mm. Or if you've missed, I forget what, I forget what the was. But I think the thing that's going to help is that he had a season-ending injury. Yeah. Three months. Prior. I don't think there's any way for them. I've had a few people tell me they think, oh, they already know. They've. I'm sure they've already talked to the NCAA. I, you know, we're talking about the NCAA that can't make a decision on uh, penalties for eight years. I'm sure they haven't been able to get any substantial answers from the NCAA. They have to basically go on their gut about what might happen. Um, and I think ultimately his his feeling is it's the best shot for me is to have another year. Because you know, ultimately, he he's he can be a pro in Europe. I mean, if he decides to go, he can go, go be a pro in Europe. He could probably get in the G League, maybe. But another year of playing and really having a, a stellar year, uh, who knows? Yeah, I think, and you know, some NIL money getting you know because he's it's hard for, it'd be hard for him to maybe prove his self to prove himself to a a pro team or a foreign team not having played for so long. So I think. If he could come back, yeah, I think that would be great. You know, we got Gabe Cups coming in at guard, and and there's going to be a lot of. I mean, we'll probably lose a few players. Uh, it's going to be a very a lot of new faces next year. Yeah, um, but you know, a, like a backcourt with, uh, you know, with Trace. I'm uh, sorry, Trey Galloway, Trace, Trey Galloway, Xavier starting kind of at you know your guards, and then you know we'll hopefully off the bench some of our guys will mature, and you know Renew will have a whole another summer of uh of being part of the team and and training and then you know again nil and portal make 
the world completely different place for for teams. And so uh, there's no reason not to think that we can't put together a, a, a decent team. But I, I think it'd be hard not to take a step back next year. But yeah. to maintain some consistency of making the tournament, you know, being a, a tough out um, and certainly a tough place to play when you're at Assembly Hall, if we can continue that, I think that's that's positive. Well, and I think that goes back to why we we'd put more weighting and emphasis and preference on getting to the sweet 16 yeah, or more or further just because, you know, recruits and just the branding and, and the notoriety that comes with that. Final prediction, Greg, before we get out of here, where will the Hoosiers uh, exit the big 10 tournament or will they exit it without a trophy? That's a good question. I think, I think we beat Maryland. I think we beat Northwestern. I think we get to the final day. And I'm not sure what happens. That's a, that's a long way away. Yeah, 40 minutes and see what happens. I am excited. If we can get past Maryland, I am excited about the chance to play Northwestern because I still think it's not a matchup problem. It's not a, anything other than a heart problem. When we've played them, we just haven't played with the heart they do. They have. But I, I think we should be able to wax that team if we put our mind to it. Yeah, I'd I think, love to see it. You know, going back to the X, the X factor, uh, Maryland's guards, the, the way they press press the ball and pressure us up the court, and then with Boo Booey and, and some of the problems Northwestern gives us. Again, a healthy X, I think I'm not, we're not getting swept by Northwestern if, if X was healthy all year. That, that's the thing that we've talked about this. We've talked about the fact that with our schedule being as tough as it was in the Big Ten uh, relative to the team that won the Big Ten, and with our injury situation, there's only been – I think four games this year where we've had our whole starting line, our whole starting line intact. I that's mean, insane. Tell me another team that's dealt with that. Yeah. No, it, that, that, it, it, that is a, when I saw that, that, that to me is a really remarkable stat given that we are sitting in, you know, the third seed in the big 10, we're probably going to be a, a four or five and then CAA, depending on how we play this next week. Um, I guess and, we could fall to a six and but, we swept Purdue and Michigan so far and Illinois. Yeah. So far. That's yeah. a, but I mean, like yeah. with those injuries, yeah, that yeah, injury no, situation. I agree. Oh, agreed. Yeah, no, it's 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 it really is a good year, and that I think that's why the other thing is everybody knows, you know, our record is not that much different from last year, but where our team is compared to where we were at the end of last year, you know, the 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 play in four, and um, we just we just a much much better team, and and one that I think you know every once in a while people say, oh, this could be a Final Four dark horse. The reason is is because they can put together a number of games and play well. I think if they're playing well and tough and their defense is really locked in and in people's faces, this is a team that could make it to the final four, just like plenty of teams that have made it that aren't, you know, haven't been considered the one of the top teams, you know, four or five teams of the year, but they can put together a streak. And um but likewise, uh we were talking about Purdue I think Purdue could put together something. I um, too. Yeah. I, and then the other team in the Big Ten that I think could make a run, oddly enough, I I, I think you said this the other day, I think Michigan could get hot. I do too. They have some players, man. They're they're talented, and they can get hot, and they've got good guards, which is what win you college basketball games, and then, of course, they've got a good big. and They've, they've got a little swagger about them. You know, they, they could get on a streak. Yep. Well, that is it. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, next will be a gun smoke after this at 10 o'clock. And uh, no, and followed by your local news. No, I want to say <laughs> we will probably be back for episode 13, if not 14. And by the way, if we're back for episode 14, you know, good things, things are, are good. 
So uh, keep the faith, Hoosiers, and let's uh, let's see what happens. And again, this is a program, a podcast for Hoosiers by Hoosiers, and we love y'all. So and you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Linda. Thanks for coming thanks, in, uh, Charlie. Charlie, thanks, intern. Intern, love for, you a long time. Thanks for doing nothing over there. Still asleep. Still asleep. See you, Greg. So long, everybody. Love it.